Hello, welcome to Goth and Bougie Podcast. Another day, another shit show. <laughs> welcome to the shit show. Oh, it's Monday. Sorry we're recording a little late, guys, and you're getting yeah. this a little late, but Belle has had some crazy stuff happening. And, yeah, I, had a, I had a death in the family that occurred and I had to travel back to Dallas. And so that was not very conducive to our recording schedule. So here you are. You get the show late. Yeah, it's not that late, though. It's still Monday, so I'll get it released tonight. So be happy you, you got it all. You You'll get, get it for chicks. You get it. You get what you get. You don't throw it. You get it for Chinese New Year. Oh, yeah, that's tomorrow. Yeah. Chuck Mung Nam Moi. What you said. Yeah, Happy New Year in Vietnamese. <laughs> you can say that. So what else is going on with you this week? Anything fun, exciting? Yeah. My week sucks. You, you asked before we started recording. Um, well, I was getting banned from TikTok. So those of you that follow me on TikTok, I had to do a backup TikTok account because my guys, like, you probably want to do that because, you know, it's been a pain in the ass to get all these videos over there. But no anyways, um, so I posted this this uh this other video i do edit it i'm this lady that throws i'm watching this video and i'm like i gotta do it she throws a fucking snake in the bathtub with her child i about lost my shit i can't figure out what is happening in that did did the kid not know that was it the family pet yes it's a family pet because the mom goes it's time to go to the bathtub he's like i don't want to get out she's like well i have a a friend for you so she throws the fucking snake in the bathtub (laughs) And I'm like, at first, I'm like, it looks like a fake snake. I'm like, she's going to scare this kid, Yeah, right? I thought so, too, when she was holding it right next to her no. hand because it wasn't moving. No. Then the you put it in, starts, she drops it in the water, and it starts swimming. It starts swimming. <laughs> it goes to the toys. Oh, y'all, if you don't understand my like, fierce baby. The, the baby was just, like, so nonchalant about the whole he thing. He starts petting the fucking mm-hmm. snake like, like a dog. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Who does this? The fucking who does this? This is not a normal day. <laughs> I'm like, this is not a bird or dog. So I guess they were fucking... reporting that it was like child abuse or something. I mean, why? Did because the kid it? was in the. So it got reported for minor safety because it was the kid in the bathtub. Well, it wasn't my fucking kid. I do edit the video. You know, go report the original video, not my video. I didn't put the kid in the fucking bathtub. I didn't put the snake in there with the kid. It's not my kid. Go report the original video. So I went and reported the original video. I was about video. to say, did the, did the original video get, get reported? I've seen it several other times with other people that have duetted it. So I'm like, really? So it said, you have had, you, oh, no, no. Anyways, it just says I've had, I'll be banned or restricted if I have any more community guideline violations. I'm like, bitch. So I'm like, it says if you have any shit. more. Mm-hmm. I could be banned or restricted. So it means I wouldn't be able to add friends. You I could, be, could rest- be banned or restricted if you do. Mm-hmm. So not you yeah. will be. It's so probably, I have, it's, it's, they're like, it's the Instagram is like that. They're, they're very um, vague on at what point they actually do ban you. Well, I've gotten a community guidelines and restriction for safety, like doing hazardous, something hazardous, but it's whenever I was in South Carolina and I was riding the bike with Jeff and I had like, I was videotaping. Yeah. And someone fucking reported it. And I'm like, it was me. I'm not. No, I'm kidding. But I did <laughs> no, tell you that was not very safe. But I'm not driving the motorcycle. It's, you're not holding on with both hands. I didn't hold on all the time. <laughs> I'm not going to fall off. You're not going to, you don't hold on the whole time you're on the bike. I could just you see just, though, you'd be like, look, look. And then all of a sudden you see the camera shake because. No, no. I mean, he was very safe with me. He was very safe with me on the bike. I will say, but I mean, I'm sitting there playing on Instagram and doing all kinds of shit. You like, kept I'm your helmet car. by the way, right? Absolutely. It's in storage. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, yes. Cause my guy and I have talked about getting a trike. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Cool. Um, Cause this sister, right? Oh, hold on one second. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. What now? What were you saying? Uh, you remember? No. Oh, I got community guidelines because of the safety thing when I was on the back of the bike. And so I appealed it and they're like, Yeah, you weren't doing anything dangerous. I'm like, well, no shit. So this one I appealed as well. Hopefully the dumbasses would see like you didn't post a picture of the kid in the video. And they still left that video up of the kid with the snake being thrown in the bathtub with it. And they said I violated. So I'm like, whatever. 
So I'm just, I just made a new TikTok just because. So. Just in case, right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, I told you before we started recording, I haven't seen the guy in two weeks because he has not, he didn't my start guy, not. My guy, <laughs> He started not feeling good on Friday and uh, he's like, well, we're still planning on hanging out. And I'm like, and then I started thinking, I'm like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't hang out because I don't know what's going on. Like you could have COVID. Well, he tested on Friday. It was negative. I'm still like, well, I still don't want to get sick because I get sick all the time. I get around sinus crap with my allergies and shit. And then um, he today he tested again and it was positive. So. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. And I'm having an allergic reaction to that water stuff. Yesterday I sent mm-hmm. you a picture. Um, I'm, today they're not as bad, but. Um, that micellar water. Well, I used it yes. one time, but I only used a little bit. Uh, but it kind of was burning, but. Now I'm scared to use it at all. Well, I had put eyelashes on. And that on. one, the one you sent me, is like, it says for like sensitive skin and hypoallergenic and all that shit. Now I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared. And it's the Garnier one. And I, I use it because normally I can just take water and my stuff will come off. But I, when I use the eyeliner that you put the eyelashes on with, mm-hmm. right? it's sticky. It's real thick. Yeah, it won't sticky. just come mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. And so I'm right. like, okay, well, Ashley uses that. My oldest daughter uses that when she gets, she gets her eyelashes all the time. And they said, it's really good. I'm like, okay, no, I used it last week. I have been dying ever since. Like just use baby oil to get it off your eyes. Oh my God. My eyes are so itchy. I have prescription medicine now. It's all underneath. My yeah. Eyes just try now. getting like on the little cotton pads and put some baby oil on it. Well, it's, it's, it's flared up. My eczema is what it's done. Great. So when my eczema gets flared up, then my eyelashes all fall out. So I'm just waiting <laughs> for that to happen. So <laughs> you have to use the eyelashes more often. And then so I mean, it just happens. Out. And then it's behind my ear now so it's just been I don't know it's just been crazy um and then my sister-in-law's dad's in the hospital with COVID Aww. very sick he's at the pretty much at the stage where he's about to probably hopefully not but um she said today he's doing a little better but ventilator is the next step so please keep yeah. him in your thoughts prayers whatever you guys Cheyenne was in the COVID unit there. during her she, her clinicals or whatever you call it mm-hmm. and she said it's really very humbling um yeah, that's that all the people who don't believe it's real needs to need to have to see that. And then it's very oh, real to those drink. people. Um, my drink is. So um, I'm officially booked to come see you guys. See you, not you guys. I'm just going to see you um, in March. Yay. It's going to be good times. Going to see my family. Spend a week with my dad in the RV. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me know how that goes. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's fine. We're fine. We're it's fine. fine. I just argue with my dad all the damn time. And then I feel bad. So like the day my I, we found out my uncle died, I had just argued with my dad. And it, 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 everyone has to understand my dad is, I love my dad with all my heart, but he is a difficult personality sometimes. And I'm taking care of him. And, you know, I, is it me, we, and all of it, everything is happening. And when he's using, like, he's telling me, let me tell you what happened was. What happened was, he's a boomer. <laughs> yes. And then I'm not sure. And he's old. And I get that it was cold. It's colder there than it is here. I get that because it's, it, I mean, it got a little cold, but it, it's not as cold as it is there. I get it. And he's on the lakefront. So it's even colder. But I, I was talking about how much propane he was using because just in case there's another deep freeze, I want to make sure he has enough propane stocked up because that's what helped us survive when that, the, you know, the snow apocalypse, mm-hmm. no ice Mageddon hit, you know, Texas. We're supposed um, to have that happen this weekend. Well, and so I, and he was telling me how much propane he had to use. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? And I said, what do you, what do you keep the thermostat on? He said 78. And I said, wait, what, <laughs> what, <laughs> excuse me, what? He thinks Seven, he's in the tropics. <laughs> 78. I said, no, daddy. And when I talk to my dad, I always like get really, really hickish. Daddy, no, no, daddy, go look. Daddy, go look at the thermostat right now and tell me what's it set on. And he was like, um, it's 77, 76, 77, son of a bitch. I'm like, daddy, why do you have it so hot? That is, that's ridiculous. And he was like, I'm old, Belinda. I get cold. I'm, I'm like, 
you're going to, there's no, I can't. No, we're not. We're not going to pay for that much propane. So we argued about that because I just think that's ridiculous to try to keep the RV set on 78. Um, and so I was like, you need to keep it on like 73, 74. He's like, well, when I took care of y'all growing up, I'm like, daddy. And if I was 14 years old and I walked to the thermostat and I changed that fucker to 78, you would have beat my ass. He's like, well, you're probably right about that. Okay. Don't give me. So then my sister calls that night and tells me my uncle passed. And I'm like, son of a bitch. You know, I just yelled at my dad and I bet my cousin would give anything to have her dad tell her, you know, can I keep it at 78 degrees? <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. But that always happens. So it's always, it's a, it's a give and take relationship yeah. with an elderly parent. <sighs> but yeah, the, the funeral was um, heartbreaking. It was very moving though, because he was um, a bronze star Vietnam veteran. Mm. So he had the Patriot Riders accompany us on the funeral procession. They were there at the funeral home. Um, and it's just really, really moving to see how much respect people, people still were giving, although assholes on the freeway for the funeral procession that, that may, God, people cutting into the funeral procession. Oh gosh. I mean, ridiculous rudeness. I get that you have to get over, like if you have to get over to exit or something like that, but I mean, just being asshole drivers, no, you're supposed to pull over and stop until the funeral procession. But I get, by. I get not being able to do that. I get it. But pull over, you know, slow down, pull over to the let them pass. Turn your flash, slow down, let them pass, let them get, let the whole procession procession get where they need to go. But there was like this one guy in this big orange fucking douchebag truck, and I, I flipped him off, and everyone was like, "Did you see that guy in that orange truck?" He was just being a dick. And I told Robert, I "said that's that would be the same motherfucker who would stand up and say thank you for your service." You know, no, fuck you. Um. So yeah, it was like drive there, do all the shit, drive back, and now we're back. Um. It was nice here yesterday. Really, really nice. We went for a walk. Did you see my post? I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. It did look nice. It's 70 here today, but it's supposed to be down in the freezing and yeah. get snow by Wednesday night here, you know, Texas, normal Texas weather. So you were asking me about the, the parade. So we are walking in the mystic crew of Barkus um, parade, which is on February 20th at 1 PM, 12 noon. I don't know in the French quarter. So if anyone's in New Orleans at that time, Look at the Mystic Crew of Barkus because that's who we are walking with. Crew of Barkus. How long does freaking Mardi Gras last? So it's a season, (laughs) Um, and it ends with Fat Tuesday, which is also signifies the beginning of Lent. So it's Carnival. I mean, it's it's like the big celebration before giving up everything for Lent. So it's it's tied to the when Easter. when Which is a Catholic. Catholic. Uh-huh, right, right. So it's tied to that. So it's different every year. It's not always like a set day. But this year, Fat Tuesday is on March 1st. Um, and that's the big party because then the next day is the beginning of Lent. But the, the parades start January 6th with the mm-hmm. Joan of Arc parade, which is the 12th night, which is her birthday. So the parades always, that's the very first parade kickoff of the season. And then it ends mm-hmm. sometimes later into March. It depends on really the calendar of, I don't know, the Catholic. And they do these every day or just on the weekends or? Mainly the beginning of the season, it's the weekends. Um, You might see some during the day, like I saw, um, I think is the crew, crew of Vu is um, during the week on a Friday, but that's later in the season as it gets closer Mm -hmm. to actual Mardi Gras day that it's a little bit later in the season. King cake is big, all the different flavors of king cake. I don't really care for king cake and shh, don't tell nobody because they may take away my local card on that one. It's just like coffee cake. Like it's right. I'm not, I mean, I think it's it's always really dry though. Yes. And I really like moist. Yeah. I like moist too. Like I'm wet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, Robert said they brought some to his work, like bananas, fosters flavor and stuff. I'm like, oh, that sounds all good. Anyway, um, but we've got Jasper King costume. (gasps) I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> he looks like he wants to kill me, but we've got the wagon. I'm going to do like what you said. I'm going to 
buy like a king's robe. I was going to, Robert was saying, maybe we just get the material, but I don't sew. So I'm thinking of maybe getting a king, a big king's robe from like a but costume you can shop. Do, that's what I was thinking. What you but, said. You can, but you can do a lot with hot glue. I have a glue gun. And so I thought I could get the robe. I could cut it vertically, like you said, and, and just safety pin it on there all around the wagon because we got a wagon instead of a stroller we actually bought a wagon that you can push he can um, freaking jump out <laughs> no we're gonna we're he has a harness and we have a little seatbelt thing that we use in the truck that's right that we're gonna zip tie you gave me wagon. one for charlie yeah yeah so that he can't jump out because any he, he might i don't know um but he's he's excited for it he just doesn't know it yet he just doesn't know. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to, we're going to decorate the wagon that says, it's going to say King Jasper, bad dog, and uh, got to make some throws and stuff so we can hand them out. So I'm, I'm, I'm the most excited about it all. I'm excited for y'all. I'm, I'm sad that I can't be there for this. Yeah. And it's all dog. I mean, gosh, what, when is this? Way to when bring is the joy. It is February 20th and it goes from Louis Armstrong Park down to Jackson Square and then comes back up to Louis Armstrong Park. Um, so yeah, super excited about that. That is awesome. What's going on over there? <laughs> Robert is replacing his bicycle seat with a, a fat ass seat um, <laughs> because the seats that were on the bikes are too, they're not. Yeah, you told me. We talked <laughs> yeah, about they're not very comfy. And I actually brought, took mine back and I bought me a tricycle. <laughs> not like the big wheel like like uh the guy in saw pedals around like so it's got to, <laughs> to, play a game. to play a game although i'd really really love a tricycle like that um <laughs> that's gonna be the saga for helping <laughs> you just see your ass coming down the street want to play a game she's gonna look over real slowly yep. um but no this one it's got the two big wheels in the back instead because the the bike we bought i couldn't get up and down off of it just so yeah they're hot people don't understand how high they are and then they're like so uncomfortable to sit on do you watch what we do in the shadows no i tried it's stupid guillermo from what we do in the shadows was at potions here son of a bitch and we missed it i was so sad see the main character no well he could be there's no main character they are all equal characters he is the familiar. Okay. And then we find out later he's also something else. So I can't tell but you. I did finish. I can't tell anyone. I did finish watching you. Oh, I did too. I'm trying to think. Did, and I've asked Robert and I, because I'm trying to think, oh, I just started. But we just started. I got him to watch starting from the very, very beginning. Of but, you? Yes. But the problem is he's seen the, you know, the uh, little pop-up that, comes up tells you what's happening and he's like wait a minute that's not the chick that he's with right now I'm like no I can't tell you any he's like he kills her he doesn't see he I'm like there's no evidence that he kills anyone and so I'm like trying to throw him off any of the trails of what happens throughout all the seasons because it is so fucking good it's, yeah, it's crazy good. how yes. it ended I was in like, the end how it ends but it also it absolutely ends in a way that what? you can see how it can keep going right Yes. how are they going to do that how are they going to keep that going it was yeah. nuts if you have not watched you on netflix i highly see we've talked mm-hmm. about it many times you guys definitely need to go watch it it is so crazy and they're crazy. filming interview of the vampire series here i and know we we're walking because we went by the tanner gallery and uh they we saw these people outside and heard them talking about redoing the set so they had just filmed in an empty lot right there. Um, they did like a facade of a house and they just had filmed part of the series Interview the Vampire and they were remaking the set for a scene in Disney's Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I saw Robert posted something Yeah, like it's like a complete reboot. We had to look it up because I'm like, are they, is it like a sequel? No, it's a standalone film. They're rebooting the whole thing. It has nothing to do because with one- the older one. One of the houses they used in Disney's Haunted Mansion was actually in the Garden District, the house that Rose McGowan at 1331. Oh. When we went on the tour, she was right, telling right. us that. I never that saw used, the movie. I never really saw the movie. So they used know. it in the, yeah, in the original yeah. one. And then um, Rose McGowan bought it after that and just tore and up the house. destroyed it. Right, right. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful house. 1331 yeah. is all I remember. Yeah, so that's crazy. Well, it's episode 109 and it's Paranormal. Yeah. Yes. So my story is you ready to get into the story? Yeah, I don't think I have anything else. It's kind of short. Um, because well, I read it. I read, okay. I'm trying to I saw somebody posted something is like 
this is the only evidence of a the a possessed nun and it was like her mummified face and a rosary and I thought oh how interesting so then I went and to look it up to find out if this story was real and the story on the internet is actually the nun um, was one of the only cases documented cases of virgin birth or human parthenogenesis parthenogenesis Parthenogenesis. Alexa, please define. No, wait, I got it for you. Hold on, hold on. No, no, hold on. <laughs> and can you hear it? I do, I on, do have a little story to tell to tell at the end to remind me of about the spooky pages that one of us not spoke. listening. What? Can you not hear it? No. Son of it. Listen, stop talking. <laughs> Robert laughs. There you go. Now here. It's our song. So, as you know, in the song, he says, Big Black Nemesis, Parthenogenesis. Uh -huh. <laughs> You never knew that? Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> Listen, we make our words smack my bitch up for our own songs. It Take my picture. Big black nemesis, parthenogenesis. No one move a muscle till the dead come, come home. So I'm like, wait a minute. I know that word, parthenogenesis. I guess what does I didn't know, mean? but I just doesn't think. So I thought, okay, I know that I knew it had something to do with like DNA and reproduction and shit. So it made me then look up that definition. So the definition of parthenogenesis for you, Mel, because I knew you'd want to know exactly what it meant. It is reproduction from an ovum without fertilization, especially as a normal process in some invertebrates and lower plants. So human parthenogenesis is Virgin Mary. Really? Yes. There you go. That the only cases that have been known to anyone is the Virgin Mary. Um, apparently this nun, Josephine Rosenthal is the story I'm going to tell you today. And then there's another story I'm going to tell you that um, <laughs> was documented in the, in the civil war time frame. But this, this story is, um, oh, and then it made me think, what is that song about? I'm like, what the, f we sing it all the time. I mean, we it's love our song. song, right? <laughs> I'm like, what are they really, really? What, what? So I looked that up. So, you know, now, you know, you didn't even know you wanted to know, right? No. Nemesis. Thank you for enlightening me. <laughs> was written as a direct response to the nemesis hypothesis. I'd never heard of this. This is fascinating. I find this shit fascinating. I'm sure we have somebody out there listening to also find shit like this fascinating. This hypothesis was first proposed in 1984 and actually entered really popular culture in the mid 80s. Um, and Shriekback's music often refers to scientific theories, especially regarding paleontology, dinosaurs, et cetera. Right. Origins of man. So Nemesis, the song was written as a direct response to the Nemesis hypothesis, which had just gained popularity. Right. So Nemesis is the name of a hypothetical red or brown dwarf star that is in a highly stretched perpendicular orbit around our sun. This is a okay. Most of the time, it's so distant and dim that it has thus far gone on undetected. However, the theory is that every 26 million years or so, mm -hmm. it supposedly comes hurtling back much closer well outside the still the the orbits of Pluto and and all of the you know the, the outer planets, but um, in terms of a star coming that close to us, that's really fucking close. So this surge of gravity would hypothetically knock thousands of dormant comets towards the inner solar system, and some of those comets would smash into Earth and cause mass extinctions, just like the dinosaurs. That's one of the lyrics. So the song is saying that in our current civilization. We may feel great and powerful, but if Nemesis returns, we'd all die anyway. Oh. So that's the theory of the Nemesis star. 
And okay. now you know. Do fun you, facts. Do you see the fun facts with the. And now you know. <laughs> it's a reading rainbow. <laughs> Fun facts with Belle. Wow. That's how I dove into that shit. I'm like, God damn. Click, 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 click. Then I'm reading all the lyrics thinking, this song makes no fucking sense. And you read the lyrics. No, it really doesn't. But we still love it. it. I don't care. We fucking love it. But the video, have you ever seen the video? I've always wondered, why do we do those hand motions? Because it's in the fucking video. It's in the video. Son of a bitch. And now I know. Now we know. We were today days old. <laughs> okay, so our story starts um, at the Hohenwart Monastery. It's a nunnery of cloistered nuns of the Benedictine, Benedictine order um, located in Bavaria, Germany. So cloistered nuns, if any of you don't know, they sacrifice worldly pleasures for austerity and self-denial, meaning they do not interact with the outside world except by necessity. So the nunnery was founded in 1074 and it dissolved in 1803, um, but nobody bought the nunnery. So they were just allowed to stay there. Why do you look, you have a question on your face? No, I just, I just how find could it. They do that, right? Yes. So then I started watching videos. I'm, it's like how you get John into the fucking rabbit hole. And then I started watching videos of these nuns and the, they're just so happy to do nothing. <laughs> but they are doing stuff, I'm sure. They're gardening and they're reading um, scripture. They're doing they're more than singing. that. Um, um, they're doing more than that. Um, anyway, so this this nunnery was separated, you know, separated from the outside world. Nobody was, you know, interacted with. It, it was just the nuns. Well, in 1742, one of the sisters, her name was Josephine Rosenthal. She became pregnant but there's no men around and there hadn't been. And the nuns- There's no priest or anything? No, the nuns, there was a completely co cloistered sect. There were, so the nunnery was entirely cut off from local villages. <clears throat> and after an examination, it was declared that she was indeed a virgin. And also to all intents and purposes, she was unable to be with child. So the, pe the person that examined her was just like, there's no way she's not pregnant. She's the virgin. There's the, she's not pregnant and just kind of said, no. So after about six months, Josephine absolutely very well was fucking pregnant. And by that time, her story had reached the ears of the abbot and she was brought before the council of Benedict. She was examined again. And sure enough, she was pregnant and it was declared that she had undergone immaculate conception, a virgin birth. So despite attempts to, you know, quiet it all down, the father, whose name was Father Eric, he soon agreed that this holiest of holy events should be seen as a good sign. And Josephine was moved from her sterile nunnery to a chapel where she could be prayed for. So after, you know, go ahead. I see a question on your face. I just, I don't, go ahead. So just wait, there's more. Wait. So when the child was born, the child would be hold on then they determined that when the child would be born that he would be he or she would be visited by the bishop and where appropriate rites would be carried out okay <clears throat> so this was an auspicious moment for the monastery too because it was founded also in 1074 um blah 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 blah, blah. so it was like a, i'm skipping past some of the names and shit because i don't want to name all the names so her only contact with any man was the abbot that, you know, said that she's pregnant. Um, and they did scrutinize her lifestyle, though, to see if there was any chance that anybody at all came to the nunnery, any villager, any anything. So they all determined that, no, she really was a virgin. Okay. So when she was eight months pregnant, she did give birth. She gave birth to a girl in her eight month of pregnancy, but she died during childbirth due to blood loss. The nun they, died. The nun died. Yes, Josephine. So the baby so she hemorrhaged. She died. Hemorrhaged and died. Yeah, yeah. So the baby was, you know, little tiny and underweight, but she did soon recover from the traumatic birth, and she was christened with the name Maria, and she was welcomed eagerly by the nuns. However, she was not so welcomed by the Council of Benedict because she was a girl. <clears throat> so hold on, I'm taking. Because, of course, a female born of immaculate conception was 
you know, scorned. How could, you know, a girl, it had to be, you know, so this must be, you know, an evil sign. So a few did see Josephine as the vessel of the second coming of the Christ, but when they determined that the sex of the child was a girl, it did not bode well for that prediction. So the abbot was asked to tell his congregation that the child had died. And because a girl could never be God. I mean, yeah, of course not. No, there could not be an immaculate conception and it be a girl. So he had told the congregation and the people that the child had died, but the nuns ignored that ruling. They defied, um, they deified, sorry, they deified the child. And as she grew, um, she attracted a loyal following. The Holy Congregation of Maria drew a formidable crowd and she became, became an inspiration to the locals and transformed other Benedictine communities. Hmm. But she was frowned upon by the higher echelons of the church who denounced her holiness and declared worship of her as heresy. Despite this, her church prospered. She did write two treatises in her lifetime, which is like a paper or an essay, um, but only a fragment of which those remain. It dealt with the original sin and the condemnation of the female. She pleaded with the church for revisions, yet her words fell on deaf ears. So, around, so she was a feminist? Yes. Which it makes sense. Yeah. She was a female born to a female and, you know, the church trying to pretend she doesn't exist. So around her 33rd birthday, Maria fell ill. The condition could not be identified and it was agreed among her followers that her death would signify the second death of the holy progeny, just like Jesus came and he died again. So just as Christ had done around this age, so was she. They praised her living years and the strength she had brought to the community, regardless of the nunnery being ostracized by the church. She had inspired ideas of feminism and reclamation of respect. The male-dominated church disputed everything that she offered, yet the congregation of Maria ignored these refusals. Of course and, they did. And after Maria's death, began to idolize and worship her remains. The church no longer stands, but a number of items do still exist. Kept safe by the Hohenwart Monastery long after it had been dissolved and left to the women as an independent convent. The lasting remains of Maria Rosenthal were moved from generation to generation, and it was just like a mummified face until 1905 when they were examined, scientifically examined. So within a wooden box were four items of significance, the preserved front portion of her skull and face, a vial of her blood held within a glass vessel, and within a gold leaf case, a lock of her hair and a fragment of her second treatise. That's weird. Mm -hmm. The blood That's and skin. Suspicious. Mm -hmm. The blood and skin um, said to have been analyzed, and they were found to contain unique genetic traits. Hmm. Not until the mid fifties were these actually attributed to a rare lineage. Both Maria and her mother had been hermaphrodites, able to spontaneously self-impregnate and give birth to children. Although the condition would eventually kill them both, it was agreed that Maria had been with child when she died at age 33. Wow. Yeah. So that's the story of Josephine Rosenthal and her daughter, Maria. Um, and then I started doing some more research into the story. And there's, it seems to be an urban legend. We don't know if it's real or not. It's... Mm -hmm. Story is mainly on a web page from somebody who is said to create fictionalized art pieces, but he's got other stuff in there too. So I'm like, hmm, but it's all over the internet. If you search that name, Josephine Rosenthal, um, it's all over the place because somebody had shared the image and said that it was the, you know, the only evidence of a possessed nun or something like that. Um, so I'm yeah, just interested to see what this girl looks like. So I'm gonna have to oh, look it her looks, up. And there is nothing you. I mean, all you can find is the stories about, like I just said. You, you can't, can't find, find pictures of her. Nope, can't find any evidence at all, other than the stories of what I just said. So it's like one of those urban legends that all there is is the stories of it. There's there's no evidence of Jesus. There's no evidence of Jesus. True. Uh, so I mean. I don't know. I'm like, I thought it was interesting because, hmm, the story of the Virgin Mary, hmm, what if it was like, maybe, maybe she really was a virgin and it was some scientific explanation for it all. I don't know. And the whole Parthenogenesis and the nemesis star, I thought was fasc fascinating. It is fascinating. And it's crazy because I just, 
first of all, I think it's crazy that people are nuns and they have no contact with I know. I know. I started watching those videos. I'm like, really? You find you just, okay. Okay. Like you never have sex. Yeah. And are just fine. But what's funny is I watched this one video and it's like video and the, the nuns coming in to, you know, read their scriptures. And this chick had, one of them had a cell phone. <laughs> and she like looks at it and puts it down. I'm like, what is this? This is high school science class. It looks what the crap. I have one more story for you. Hold on. Because I do have a story for a paranormal story. Oh, okay. From the spooky 365 page that we, you're both members of. Oh, I was going to say, is this the TikTok she's been sending me? Because I was watching some of the Texas Ghost Hunters one, and those are some creepy shit in there, let me tell you. Yes. No, this is on our Facebook. Spooky365 is the group. Oh, okay. Okay. The, the group. And um, I don't think you may not have looked at it, but it's the girl that, do you want to tell your story real fast mm-hmm. and then I can tell it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hold on. So I have one more case of virgin birth. This one is oh. the Civil War bullet baby. Civil War. Civil War bullet, bullet baby. baby. Say, so that, say that fast. Five Civil time. War bullet baby. Oh, I did it. Civil War bullet baby. Civil the American War bullet Civil, baby. Civil War, War was baby. marked by fierce fighting, which often led to life-changing injuries, as we all know. Um, that was certainly the case for one woman. She lived with her mother and sister in a fine home only a few hundred yards from one of the battlefields. And this, we know in American history, this was the way it was, especially across the South. Uh, the three women often stood on their porch and they would wait for a pause in the fighting so that they could do their bit to go tend to the wounded. A doctor who rode with the regiment reported seeing a young man shot near the lady's house. He watched as the man fell and heard a scream around the exact same time from inside the house. So he saw the man get shot and then heard a scream from inside the house. It seems that the trajectory of the bullet passed through the soldier's scrotum, taking with it a part of his testicle. The doctor, dressed, in it. <laughs> the doctor dressed his wounds as best as he could. And when he was almost finished, the lady of the house ran to fetch the doctor because the bullet, after exiting the soldier, had, it seemed, continued on its path and hit her daughter. So far, plausible, right? A small piece of the gunshot had penetrated her abdominal cavity. The doctor had time to give her only a cursory examination before hurrying back to the battlefield. However, however, he was able to return a few months later, and he was pleased to see that she had made a full recovery from her injury. He did notice. So he goes in and he he goes in and he looks at her for a few minutes. I'm like, you're fine. You have a bullet. You're fine. You're not going to die. And then leaves. Yeah, because there's this there's a battle happening with people, soldiers getting their, you know, legs blown off. And true cannons to the chest and shit you're right there's this one like, there's this one picture on the internet it's a it says it's a metal god it's like a shield like um and it says this is a armory from a wound a soldier wounded by a cannonball and it shows like a hole in the front and the whole thing blown out in the back and it's like wait a minute wounded he was wounded by this. It's a hole going through the metal chest plate and coming out the back. What the fuck? Anyway, back to my story. He came back a few months later and saw that she had, you know, fully recovered. Um, he did notice that her abdomen had become enormously enlarged, so much to resemble a pregnancy. Mm. Uh-oh. So about 40 weeks after sustaining her injury, the young woman gave birth to a boy to the amazement of the doctor, the family, and possibly probably the girl. The doctor even asserted that before the delivery, he had observed the young lady's hymen had been intact. So not only that, but the newborn son was observed to have, quote, something wrong about his genitals. On examination, the baby was said to have absorbed a fragment of the gunshot in his own scrotum from presumably the scrotum of his father. So the doctor wrote up his findings, um, but later he maintained that he was only repeating what he had been told and added that accidents may happen even in the best regulated families. So that's the story of the Civil War bullet baby. Plausible. Likely. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know, right? I mean, maybe. So those are my two stories of virgin births. 
kind of a freakier things could happen. Human parthenogenesis. Human parthenogenesis. Parthenogenesis. No one move a muscle till the dead come home. Priests and cannibals. Historic animals. Okay, tell me your story. So this spooky three six five page that we're that we're both group part of the group on Facebook. So this lady found. Oh, I know the group you're talking about now. I haven't. I don't know the story, but okay. She said she was driving and she found this like lawn ornament is what it looks like and it's this clown like sitting there with like these big shoes and I know you hate clowns and I said Belle I know you hate clowns but read this you must not uh, have seen that if I see a word that says clown I'm not reading this well it wasn't like creepy I mean it, it was creepy looking but it looked like a you know like from the 70s how the clowns looked you know with right, the flower right, head okay. and the big shoes whatever and it was just she said I found it on the side of the road and of course I time and I'm like that's a big hell nope <laughs> why, are you, it back. It? why are you touching it <laughs> obviously it's on the side of the road for a reason like the first you look at it it looks fucking haunted right so her name's um Danae McAllister and I you know I mentioned her podcast she's like oh I'm about to be on a podcast and I said well I'm gonna talk well, about yes, it for are. sure <laughs> so I asked her if it had done anything and she said its foot shoe has fallen off in the middle of the night like this thing's ceramic her parents' dog growls at it every time it walks by. Mm-mm, nope. And her four-year-old has seen it and was like, oh, no, I've known him 100,000 years, and his name is Serial, Serial Killer. He only kills adults, and I know his deepest secrets. He her son said this? Over. Yes. And he is telling me to run over it with a car. That's about it so far, she said. So far? <laughs> Why is there a so far at the end? How about that's about it? And now I've thrown it in the dumpster. She still has it, apparently. And I'm like, that's a big hell to the no. Like, if I'm driving down the street and I look over and I see a fucking lawn ornament that's a goddamn clown. Mm -hmm. No. It's like that one that I shared with you. It's like these people who found like a hidden room in their house. It's like, no. The the person duetting it is like, why are you opening the door? Why? Why are you going in there? Why? It was locked for a reason. And like these people also were doing like construction and I should have do edited it. And I, they're like found this box and I'm like, this Jumanji, why are you getting this? Don't open it. Nope. I mean, I've seen Jumanji. Here come the rhinoceros and Mm-mm. the zebras, you know, the monkeys and spiders. Yeah. That so it's just, shit. so I have it. I need to reach out here and see if anything else has happened, but I just told her I would mention that. So, and then Brooke sent me, um, Brooke Frechette, he's one of our patrons. Mm-hmm. She sent me a, um t-shirt and i forgot to send it to you know it's holy spirit activate on the t-shirt <laughs> she founded it so there's a it's called jane.com and i've gotten several things from there but it's a it's got cute like boutique style clothes on it and it said holy spirit activate and i was dying laughing because it was so spirit funny activate. So, yeah hold on okay yeah holy so yeah spirit that's activate. it that's all i got i just had a like, quick yeah. story so that's good paranormal so yeah. we are going for Valentine's Day. Say it like the little kids always said it. Valentine's. Valentine's. Um, to a screening of the original Dracula at the Always Lounge here. And it's also going to have a reading from Father Sebastian, who is part of the Endless Night Vampire Ball. And um, Marita Crandall, who is the owner of Potions Vampire Cafe. And oh, you take to Vampire. Yes. Uh, with one of her books, which is called The Vampires of New Orleans. And then um, there's also going to be a little vampire cabaret show with Serena, um, Serena Hellfire and Stanley Roy. And then we bought the VIP tickets because, you know, we are bougie like that. We pretend we're not, but we really kind of are New Orleans royalty. Holla. Um, and then after that, there's going to be an after show at Potions with a psychic gallery with Patty. I think her last name is pronounced Negri. Look her up. She's like a renowned psychic. I'm super renowned. excited. Yes, I'm super excited to meet her. It says, will, will a departed loved one speak to her for you? You'll only know if you come. I'm like, yes, I want to know. Will talk to me. Um, so super excited about that. But it's like from 3.30 to 9. It is like an entire evening. So I emailed the present or the, the organizers. I'm like, is there going to be food? <laughs> is there going to be snacks in the back? <laughs> like our last show with the autopsy. Where are the snacks? 
Where's the meat tray? Uh, <laughs> yeah, where's the meat tray? It's a so long I will time. Be, Unless you're bringing versions um, for us to dine on. <laughs> well, I will be in San Antonio right before Valentine's Day. So we won't probably spend Valentine's Day together, which is fine. Yeah, us too, because he's got to travel me, for work. Well, yeah. for me, Valentine's Day, it's Valentine's Day, but it's the day my grandfather died also. So oh, I just don't, sorry, yeah. you know, I'm like, so we're, we are going to try to do something special while we're in San Antonio. He's already said, I want to take what that you, to dinner. What, what do, you have, do you have plans for, what do you do in San Antonio? There's like, so he there's is going, he, oh, well, mm-hmm. our hotel's on the Riverwalk, but he is going to be, he's going for um, the music convention stuff that's there. Cool. So, yeah. So, um Lorena lives there now. You can see so, the Alamo. I've seen that Alamo so many damn times. I've seen <laughs> the Alamo. I should own an, own own a damn Davy Crockett head at this point as much. That's as where the San Antonio is where we got trapped in mass in the church. <laughs> um, we so thought it was know. like a parade or something. I was like, this is not Mardi Gras, <laughs> but we followed them. Like, come on in. We followed them in like idiots. I'm like, okay. They were like, holy shit, what do we do? We're stuck. We won't, we won't be there on a Sunday when mass is going on. So I know they do it at midnight, usually on Saturdays, but um, Lorena lives there now with her brother oh. and sister. So I'm gonna, definitely going to um, try to connect with her and just go because I miss her and she's not here anymore yeah. and go to dinner with her and then our lunch. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, Caitlin, you know, is pretty close. We'll see Caitlin on the way home. Um I'm going to work a little bit while I'm there in the hotel room, but I really don't have much planned. It's just a free getaway for me. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we're also going on. I'll tell you what this is like, because they do these all throughout, like not just um, here. They I've seen there's like other locations, but on February 10th, that Thursday, while you're in San Antonio, we are going to one of those candlelight concerts. Yes, they do them here. Yeah. And I've, I've tell me. Yeah, I'll tell you if it's good, right? Because I'm like, oh, that sounds so um, like I do know someone that, and magical. So well, I do know what someone that has gone to them. Um, LaDonna from Dallas Pinup, when she was doing my hair, we were talking about that. Did she like she's, it? She's gone to one, but she said she was a little disappointed because the candles weren't real candles, they right. were electric candles. It does say they're electric, but I'm so and because I, I get it, fire hazard. Okay, I get it. Um, and it, there was a disclaimer saying, you know, it's mm-hmm. more about the ambiance and the, you know, the atmosphere and the lights and everything. So I get it. I get it. I'll tell myself they're real. There is May. If you guys are in the Dallas area, beginning of May, Dallas Symphony Orchestra is putting on a show and they're playing Empire Strikes Back from Star Wars and they're oh. playing the music with the, the movie. Oh, so awesome. I'm going to try to take my Davids to that. So, yeah. The other thing that I want to go to that I have, uh, I keep seeing, and it's an it's coming here in April, is the Van Gogh Experience. Have you seen that? We had it here. Amy went to it, and it was pretty amazing. She really loved it, but I haven't been to it. It's hard for us. I saw us she to... posted on it, and I was going to ask her if she liked it. Yeah, it's just hard for us to go do stuff because he's an hour and a half away. So yeah. really, we see each other on the weekends. And mm-hmm. this weekend, we were going to because we were going to go shooting guns at the gun range because I've never done it before. I'm like pew, yellow. Pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. And so we just, he, you know, he wound up getting sick and it did, he did test yeah. positive for COVID today. And so just good. We didn't get together. Cause I do want to go yeah. to San Antonio and make some yeah. memories together. And, um, you know, so, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. We're getting ready to, uh, start booking for Scotland soon. Now that I've officially changed my name. That's exciting. Don't say what it is. I did. I did, um, book a cruise. Shut up with who? It's, our cruise. it's the cruise we were supposed to go in 2020. Me and my mom and um <laughs> the one uh, me and you were supposed to go on? No, that was the free one. This is one okay. that we had booked. Say, my mom, your mom and our cruise. cruise. No, no, this is the girls <laughs> and me and my mom. We had booked it out. twice. No, we had booked it twice and right. it got canceled twice. <sighs> Finally, we literally were on the phone with Royal Caribbean from nine o'clock in the morning till two thirty in the afternoon. Wow. It was exhausting. It was like buying a fucking car or house. Because <sighs> a vaccinated not... cruise, right? Yes. And we liked well, ours. Yeah. Ashley's not going because she's not vaccinated. She won't get mm. vaccinated, which is fine. That's her, her choice. choice. Her choice, her choice uh, yeah. you know. So um, you don't get to go on a cruise. I mean, exactly. You're giving you so take. my nephew's going to go. So um, with us, and we wound up getting to bump up to a junior suite. So we get Ooh. all the VIP stuff. When are you so. going? 
um, June 5th through the 11th, but we're going to Haiti. Of this to year? Uh-huh. Oh, exciting. Yeah, we're going um, to, we're flying out of May. We have to fly to Miami, leave out of Miami. We're going to Haiti, Jamaica, and then the Bahamas, their private island. Nice. So, um, so the when are you going to come visit this- me again? Huh? When are you coming to visit me again? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm coming there in March. You told me not to come in the summertime. So that sucks. It really, really sucks. Like really. And we're not, we are not going anywhere. We're going to say we're not going anywhere. We're going to vacation in place because we're trying to plan for Scotland. So yeah. Well, I can always, I can always come like maybe, maybe July 4th. It's hot. It gets high maybe October, too. maybe early October, like before the annual gospel. I want to come at Halloween time for sure. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like during the month of October, you can't come the weekend of our anniversary because we'll be busy, but, um, you can come anytime before. Well, that. I bet you'll be busy. Wow. Wow. The whole week long. Uh, we got married a week before Halloween. Have a week of celebrations. We'll figure it out, guys. All right. Y'all make sure you get our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, become a patron on Patreon. Become a patron on Patreon. Yes. So I can promise you, too, that I will send you things that I don't do. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Gotham Podcast. Did y'all ever get your Christmas card? No. Are you sure Robert didn't get the Christmas card from the podcast? Um, I don't think so. Hold on. I'm I think you did hold on okay um but those of you that didn't know you will get a a Christmas card no son of a bitch I I only got one from my coworker that she had sent like November so yeah the mail even mailed out the little because no none of you guys tell us she gets stuff so wait anyways and what and uh I haven't received anything from my uh, patronage of Patreon um, um, that I'm paying $25. Let me... What? What? I needed it so he couldn't. <laughs> he was saying he's not getting the stuff that he was promised with his Patreon membership. Um, that would be because your wife has it there with her at her house. At your house. <laughs> Excuse me. Bill, what? could you please go to your to your bag and pull the <laughs> shit out for him? <laughs> I just said, become a patron, a Patreon, become a patron on our Patreon, t- so you too can be fed empty promises by Bell. <laughs> Mel keeps her promises. I did mail out Christmas cards though, and I don't understand why he didn't get his unless I didn't put the correct address, but it's the address you provided to me. So correct. Um, okay. Finish your spiel. I got the bell. All right, guys. That's all I got. It's my patron on Patreon, patreon.com slash Gotham Podcast. We do do this for free. So any support, even if you just want to donate, you can send it, you know, to us uh, our PayPal as Gotham Podcast at gmail.com. I know some people out there have some really cool stories. They have some cool jobs. Yeah. Maybe you talk to a serial killer. Who knows? True crime, paranormal, send us all your stories. Go and follow us. Well, you probably have to to follow us. You just don't know it. Huh? I said you probably have talked to a serial killer. You just don't know it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, That's all I got. That's it. Okay. Ready? Y'all come, come back, back now. now. You hear? hear?